Amen. How many looking for a miracle when you got up this morning? How many? You're looking for a miracle. Amen. So I want you to start visualizing something happen in the atmosphere over your family. Without a vision, we perish. Vision means without a picture. You get a picture of what you want to see happen. Visualize it and hold it in image and see what God will do. Same way over this city. See the Spirit of God hovering over this city and over your life. Amen. Use your mind beside um, for what it was intended to for God. I'm going to share with you this morning. Nowhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the book of Acts, nobody never had it to wait. I want you to read that. If you find that different, you come and tell me about it. It was always immediately and suddenly something happened when God spoke. When Jesus spoke, also in the book of Acts, when he spoke, something happened and took place. So let's see what here we're going to go through today. Isaiah 49 and 25. I'm so excited this morning. I enjoyed the Sister Richard renamed our Sunday school class. We're not a Sunday school class no more. We're the adult Bible class. Thank you, Sister Richardson. Add up Bible class. Amen. We're in the class of learning. Everything should be learning. Listen to what this says. Thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. I will contend with him that contended with you. I will save your children. Can you say amen? What a promise. I will save your children. I'm going to change that title. I will save your family. That's the promises of God. And every promise of God is yes and amen. Don't say, well, he's about to. Well, I'm going to be healed. No, you are healed. You've you got to learn to walk in agreement with the Word of God. Can two walk together lest they say agree? We cannot receive the things from God when we walk unless we agree with what God says. I will do what? Heal what? Your family. I will heal your children. We don't mean to boast. But Peggy and I are really grateful for our Gina and Keith. We're grateful for Holly, Dustin, and Starla, and all their spouses and all their children being in the house of God. We're so grateful for that. We're really blessed by that, and we thank the Lord for it. The Bible said all things are from God. No one comes to God except they're drawn by the Spirit. That's why it's so necessary to have the anointing in our lives. So Christ will draw people to himself. Then it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, all things are of God. You can have nothing that, that God didn't send and bless you with. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. What's he going to provide? He's going to save your children. 
going to save your family. Amen? He's not about to. He's already done it. He just needs us to accept it and agree with him. Can you agree with what God says? He's going to contend with the spirits that contends against you. He's going to contend against them. Brother Melvin, he's going to take care of it for you. Praise God and the blessings of God. Hebrews 7.25, he's able to save to the uttermost. In other words, to completely. God is not ordinary. He's extraordinary. He's a super abundantly God. Light moves at what? 500 and something thousand miles per second. Just think, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. That's how fast he can move and take care of your problem. He can do it before you ever speak it. I will save your family. Amen? I will save your family. You say, well, Brother Billy, you don't know how bad they are. You don't know how great God is. I, I could look around. If some of us, you'd seen what we was, <laughs> you'd wonder why we was even here. But I want you to know why we're here, because what God has done for us. He does a supernatural thing. The Bible said in the days... As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Before the world was flooded, God said, Noah, get your family in the ark. I'm going to save them all. How many believe that God is going to save all your family? I don't know where you believe that or not. How many believe that God is going to save all your family? He's already made you a statement. I will means it's I have already done it. It's already done. It's already done. He said, save the family. Genesis 14, Lot was taken captive. He went off down to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he got in trouble. reason he got in trouble, he broke relationship with the father of faith, which was Abraham. That's what got him in trouble. The prodigal son asked for his inheritance, Legally, according to the Bible at that time, they could ask for their inheritance. The father gave it to him. The reason he lost out, he broke relationship with the house of the father. But I want you to know the father is faithful. He's just. He's going to contend with whatever contend with you. I'm convinced that we do too much wrestling and struggling in the flesh and not enough in the spirit. It's the spirit that does the continuum. I want you to notice what Abraham did when he heard one of his family members of his household, Lot, had been taken captive by four kings. I guess it's more with the mothers. If you wanted your children in trouble, what are you going to do? Oh, hallelujah. You'd rather fool with a mama bear than a fool with somebody's children, especially the mama, if they're in trouble. What Abraham did, he called 300 men, more than 300, 18, born of his own household. He said, guys, Lot's been taken captive by four wicked kings. 
All of us, Sodom and Gomorrah, have been taken captive. We're going to go down there and get them back. I mean, you know, it's not by numbers, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. It don't matter what's coming against you. God is greater than what's coming against you. All he needs you to do is just agree with what he said. That's all he needs is agreement. So they go down there, and they take Lot back and got all the spoil, all the gold and the silver. They got everything. And the king of Sodom and Gomorrah said, we're going to give all that to you because you want it, got it. He said, they don't want it. That's not why I come down here. I come down here to get Lot, a member of my family. I mean, you know, God is after getting every member of your family safely and secured in your household before he comes back. He's already given that promise that not one will be lost. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, Lot, he goes right back to Sodom and Gomorrah. He's been secured and brought out, but he goes right back. Hallelujah. I'm not hallelujah because he went back. I'm hallelujah because he had a faithful father, Abraham. I mean, you've got a faithful father, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's faithful and he's going to contend with your enemy. And Lot goes back where he had already been brought out of. But Abraham gets down on his face and contends with God in the spirit. And God saved Lot again. He still didn't do right. He still didn't do right. But God recorded in the New Testament that Lot only had his righteous soul vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, but God had saved him. How many believe that God's going to save your family? He's already done it. You got a husband's lost? He, he's, he's already saved. We just got to believe this church. We got to have faith. Someone said in the Sunday school class, I couldn't tell who it was behind him, that Ken asked how we're going to get all this done. Somebody said, only by faith. How I many you know only by faith we're going to get this thing done? And the reason the prodigal son came home, he spent all that he had, but he had a faithful father standing out in the field expecting him to come home. How many is expecting your children to come on and obey and be what God said? All your family. I don't know anything could be more blessed than have all of our family in the household of God when he comes back. He came to himself. He didn't come to himself except God moved on him. No man comes to God except he's drawn by the Spirit. I don't care what kind of activities you got going on, nothing's going to bring your children in but the Spirit of God. He came to himself. How many are glad that you came to yourself one day? How many are glad that there's times in your life you still have to come to yourself? He said, I'm going home. I'm going home. God's plan is to save your family, every one of them. There's something missing when one's missing out of your family. Something missing. They kid me a lot of time. Being a Cass County boy, he don't want to go nowhere. You ain't been where I've been. If you had, you'd love Cass County too. Hmm? 
so he decided he would go home. And on his way home, I cannot imagine what he thought in rags. But his father was standing out in the field. I want you to know this morning your heavenly father is standing and watching you, waiting for you to come to yourself, your children to come to themselves and come home. You ought to shout hallelujah. They're on the way. You don't see it yet, but they're on the way. Amen? Faith sees the invisible before it becomes visible. Faith is a substance of things seen or hoped for before you ever see it. The Father was hoping. The Father was looking. And I mean, it really surprised that boy when he put all that glory on him, all those blessings on him, because he wanted him safe in the Father's house. He wants your family safe in your Father's house with you. I mean, no, there's nothing too hard for God. Ain't nothing too hard for me, and ain't nothing too hard for you to have the faith of God. There ain't nothing too hard. Suddenly and immediately, Jehovah Jireh shall do what? Gonna supply all of your needs. Paul said, according. Well, Paul said a little bit something like this. My God. Can you say, my God, gonna supply all your needs according to his riches and glory? It's only God can supply all all of our needs according to riches and glory. Nothing else can supply your need except your God. I read an article the other day one of these countries big famine came and people began to leave the land and all but one family and they tried to persuade them to leave and the father said I'm not leaving this place. I'm staying. Everybody left but him. Then he went home and the home when he got home was full of very poisonous snakes he thought what in the world am i going to do but god dropped a thought in his mind catch them and milk them and start selling the venom and he made him a multi-millionaire i want you to know your god when the snake starts coming god gonna give you a vision what you can do and turn that situation around amen hallelujah Praise God. I don't know where y'all feel what I feel this morning or not. Hallelujah. In the Bible, when Abraham had prayed for the member of his family again, Lot, the two angels went down and, and said, Lot, you got to get out of here. I, I want you to notice this. Let me, let me read just the scripture here, what he said. He said unto him, the angel said to Lot, I cannot do anything until you get out. I'm here to bring fire, but I can't do anything until you get out. How many know that the fire's not going to fall until the, your sons and your daughters and your husbands and your wife get out and get safe and secure? And then the fire will come, but he's not going to leave you there. He's going to make sure that you get out of there and don't be Lot's wife, don't look back. Go to your father's house. He's going to contend with your enemy. He's contending with you. He's going to make sure this happens. I will save the family. I will save the family. And the angel told him, hasten. Keith and Gina invited us over to 
Keith's uh, birthday party and and uh, Arnie and uh, who Amy had a birthday too, so they celebrated both of them. And they had a friend that came and got to talking at the table, and I tell you, I was so impressed with what he said. He said, I went to prison for 12 and a half years because of drugs. 12 and a half years because of drugs. He said, it was a bitter and sweet experience. He says, I sat there in prison, and I got to thinking. I've lost everything. I lost my wife. My children are bitter and angry with me, and they don't want anything to do with me. He said, I've lost everything. I don't even own the clothes I got on. I don't even own the bed that I sleep in. But he said, after a little while, Jesus began to talk to me. I don't know where he come down physically, but most of the time God doesn't work that way. He speaks to your spirit. Some people said, well, if I could hear the voice of God like Moses did, I would believe. If God would talk to me like he talked to Abraham, I mean, Paul on the road to the matter said, I would believe. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, I, my spirit listens to the Father's spirit. He tells me what. We must hear the spirit speaking to our spirit. We must follow the principles of Jesus. We must hear him talking to our spirit. So it's possible that as he sat there, the Spirit began to speak. No man cometh to God except he drawn by the Spirit. But the Spirit began to speak to him. How many are glad that when you've been in a devastating situation, Starla's been there when she had her first surgery during the COVID. They would not allow Keith and Gina even in the hospital. Had to go get a motel, and there she was there all by herself facing that situation. But she testified, I'd never in my life felt so much peace as I felt there as it swept over my soul. I want you to know God can sweep over. Sister Rhonda was telling me, Rhonda, what she'd been going through with, went to Walmart just recently. And she said, Brother Billy, I felt so terrible. And said, I sat there in that car and I said, Jesus, I feel so bad. All of a sudden, she said, the Spirit of the Lord moved over her so mightily. She began to speak in tongues as the presence of God filled her heart and lifted her up. I want you to know God is going to contend with that thing, contend with you because you belong to Him. You do not belong to the world. You belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the mighty God has bought you. He's going to let you know. He said, all of a sudden, my life changed. He said, I became the pastor of the prison. He said, all of this anointing on me did not change the 12 and a half years. I had to still stay 12 and a half years. I got out and got a job. Married again. And God reconciled my children back to me. I want you to know that God is going to contend with what's contend with you. He's going to speak in your spirit and change your life. He works a job today and still a pastor of the prison. 
God is so faithful. God is so faithful. John the Baptist heard about the fame of Jesus while he was in prison. He heard about the wonderful works that Jesus was doing while he was in prison. You will not get nowhere in your life so shut up and so sat out that God can't speak to your spirit. This man was in there for 12 and a half years. He was not going to get out until that happened. But the presence of God changed his life. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. God is in the business of saving people. Joshua 6, 17 said, Now, Jericho is destroyed. The Bible said it went straight down in the ground, just straight down in the ground. But there was one house. Sister Belk, there was one house still standing. And that was Rahab. Because she had a word from God. Put the red string out. Listen, you got to be obedient when God speaks. You say, well, that sounds so foolish. God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. What's one red string going to do is going to represent the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. He said, go in and get her. I want you to watch this now. I want you to go in and get her and all of her family and bring them out. God contended with those ones that was contended with her. I will save your family. I will save your family. How many can believe tonight, this morning that your family is saved? How many would believe this morning that you are healed? This preacher was preaching recently in Florida, and he stopped preaching. He said, how many will say with me right now, my miracle is now? And said, the presence of the Lord filled that place. There was a police officer there had been shot in the back several years ago, twice, was paralyzed. He tried to get up in the pew, and he couldn't. But he said, I am going to get up. And immediately he stood up, the glory of the Lord, the stripes of Jesus, healed that body. What we need to hear, stop and hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God. He was preaching, but he heard a direct word from God. He stopped, said what God said, and God did what he said he would do. It was not the man, but it was God working through the man. He wants to work through everybody. Save your family. All of your family. We sang in the Bible class this morning, didn't we? We had a wonderful song. Ken led us a wonderful song. And he asked Tammy Green to help him. First thing you know, the presence of the Lord filled that place. And let me share something else from the Scripture. 
very familiar, Luke 11 and 7. You know, the man went and knocked on the door at midnight and said, I, I need to borrow some bread. I need three loaves. I want to share with you what the man on the inside said. Is that all right? He said, I can't come to the door. My children are already in bed, and the door's locked. What he's saying, me and my family are secured. We're all in the house. Wouldn't that be wonderful for you to start saying that? Me and my family are secured. I want you to watch this now. The man come asking for bread. This man in the house is Jesus Christ. Brother Sam done a marvelous job last week preaching. From the book of Genesis all through the Bible, it's nothing but Jesus Christ. That's all it is about Jesus Christ. And he wanted three loaves. He wanted three pieces of bread. That's all he asked for. And the Greek word here for bread means super sustainable bread, more than enough. How many believe it? God wants you to have more than enough. He's not interested in you just meeting your needs. Here the man is secured. His family is secured. All of in the house. And he has the sustainable, supernatural bread of God to give to the man that comes. Listen, man does not live by bread alone, but he has to live by every word of the living God. And the Bible said he gave him as much as he needed because he had more that I may believe that God wants you to have blessing more than enough. He wants your family secure, safely in bed. The door's locked. The enemy can't get in. Because there's an angel watching over the door. There's an angel watching over your house. I want you to start instead of just going to bed at night and just thank God for the angels that's going to watch over your house. Amen. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where I can read that or not. No, I don't. God and his angels guide me lovely and powerfully. Say there are three times a day a miracle will occur in 30 days. God and his angels guide me lovingly and powerfully. Say this three times a day, and a miracle will occur in 30 days. Then on the back it says, the angel message. I believe in angels, even though I can't see them. I know in my heart and mind that they surround me and love me, and I thank them that God has eternal guidance and so you just say that three times a day and a miracle will occur in 30 days 
angels and God asking God that. The Lord is rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And Isaiah said, don't give him no rest and make commands on his, your need to him. So we're blessed. We're blessed. Acts 10, Cornelius, he wasn't a Jew, but he gave much alms. He gave much even built things for the community. The Bible said he prayed always. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And while the angel of the Lord was appearing to him, down in Joppa was a man up on the housetop, and God gave him a vision. God wants you and I to have visions. He wants to paint us a picture. Throughout the Bible, God paints pictures so they can see what God wants. He painted a picture to Noah how to build the ark. He painted a picture to Moses how the things was to be built. Throughout the scriptures, there's visions and pictures. Here we got two, angels appearing to one, and down on the housetop, he given Peter, a vision. And the Bible said, and when the angel told Peter, I mean, Cornelius, go to Peter down at Joppa. He said, I left and told my men to go immediately. God, when he gives us something, don't quench the Lord We must learn to do it when? Tomorrow. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts, there never was no waiting. It was suddenly. You'll read it several times, and all of them suddenly. And you'll read it immediately. Immediately he sent down there to get Peter. And when Peter come back, he said, You know, it's not lawful for me to be here with you. It's not lawful for me to be in here, me a Jew and you a Gentile. But he said, Peter, I mean, Carnegie said, well, I have got all of my household in here with me right now. And we're sitting here waiting to hear what God has to say to us. How many are waiting to see what God has to say to you? And Peter opened his mouth and said, I perceive that God is no respect of person. And Peter said, when I opened my mouth and spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on them like it did on the day of Pentecost. Now, it didn't say the rushing mighty wind, but I just got this feeling if it fell like it did on the day of Pentecost, there's a rushing mighty wind fell on them and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance and they was all baptized. The whole household of Carnelius' house was baptized with the Spirit and in water. The whole household. Expect your whole family to be in the body of Christ. Be in the body of Christ. 
Well, Brother Billy, just don't look at you. Glory to God. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't never look at the situation. I don't look at the symptoms. I only look by faith unto Christ. Maybe your situation looks bad. And it probably is bad. But God's going to contend with it on your behalf. He's going to fight your battle. Amen. Paul and Silas were beaten, shackles and chains and stocks, and jail was locked up. And, but at midnight, they began to sing. First, they was praying, then they began to sing and began to praise God. And all of a sudden, a mighty earthquake shook that place. Chains fell off. Stocks fell off. Jail doors fell off. Some people say, well, that back then, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. And the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? Peter said, repent. <laughs> Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and your whole household will be saved. And they all followed and were saved. Baptized. You might not want to say it out loud. But we must learn to speak what we want from God verbally. God spoke verbally in Genesis 1. The Spirit was hovering. And he spoke, I want to see some light. And he got light. How many know how important it is to sing and praise God? It's so, it's so important. Solomon built the temple. The Bible said they come from around the world. From around the world. Brought silver and gold. Everything they needed. I want us just to start expecting in our lives. This world cannot furnish what you need. There's peoples in God's hand like waters in a channel. God would allow them people to store up all that gold and silver and cedar and all those things to build. Everything belongs to God. He's calling it forth. I believe God is going to call things forth like we've never seen before to build his kingdom, a greater than the Solomons here. They got the tabernacle built, all the gold and silver in place, all the silver in place, all the drapery and everything was in place. They brought the ark in and set it in there. Nothing happening, nothing happening. Everything was in place. But when Solomon lifted his hands and began to pray, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. He said, blow the silver trumpet. Why silver? It's a sign of redemption. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Blow the silver trumpet. Signifies you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. 
and the glory of the Lord filled that tabernacle. This is God's tabernacle. You are God's tabernacle. He wants to see the glory of the Lord fill you to the fullness that God has in our lives. I don't know where they're going to come back up or not, but if they are, I don't know where, is Haley still here? Okay. Faithful ones are here this morning. I'd like for her to come down and blow that silver trumpet. And the glory of the Lord. The gold didn't impress God. The thousand sheep that Solomon sacrificed didn't impress God. All the ox that he sacrificed didn't impress God. All that stuff didn't express, impress God. But when the hands went up in appreciation to God and praising God, the glory fell. Blow the silver trumpet in Zion that you've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. I don't know. That might be a good song to sing. I've been redeemed. I want to close while they're getting ready. I will do what? I'm going to save your family. I'm not going to. He said, I will save your family. Well, let Sister Cindy, just, why don't you just come up here and step up here if she will. Or not Cindy, but Haley. Thank you, Sister Cindy. Just come right on over here if you can. Amen. I don't know what you're going to play. It doesn't matter. But just a minute. Hey, he specifically said, blow the silver trumpet. Not a ram's horn. Not anything else. God is very specific about when he wants things. And when we do it the way he says do it, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, the glory of the Lord fell when the silver trumpet was blown. Thank you. God bless you.